God, I'm trying to think of how the hell you do them together. Don't think Go about down it. Down the just... valleys, I throw another shrimp on the barbie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt to start this podcast, but all right, whatever. We've done it. So uh, this is our second podcast. Chris, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Oh. Obviously, in real life, we've actually just recorded this, and this is the nice intro to this podcast. I was expecting you to so. go excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> that needs to be a thing every week. I think every other week should say. <laughs> Um, so yeah, in this episode we talk about uh, how I got into music um, and again we went on to, on a few, much less this time, but we did do mm. have a few tangents and uh, spoke about other things as well, but we tried to, yeah. we kept on track a little bit more this this, this time. This, this one, uh, if you're interested in it, it's more about, you know, a, a local band kind of scene and how... Um, it can be very important in your path in music and how we all got that one band that was small enough for us to want to be, but achievable for us to feel like we could be there. Yeah, so this is a part two of, oh, let's say a part two. We probably won't call it, uh, name it a part two, but it is a part two of uh, mine and Chris's introduction into podcasting. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the first one, I would recommend you listen to that because there's a few references to the first podcast uh, and it'd be cool if you just, you, you got that. So uh, to make it as enjoyable as, as possible, I'd definitely go back and listen to the first one and then uh, we'll see you here after that. So Chris, yeah. again, it's another long one. So we just jump straight into it. Yeah, here, enjoy. Here we go. I don't know how well this is going to sound like on the podcast, but it'll sound nice through my headphones. Hang on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What are you drinking? Uh, this is Coke Zero, but the vanilla vanilla edition. There's no worse drink. Well, I have to have uh, zero sugar. We have zero sugar in this house. Uh, apart from when we add sugar to tea and coffee and all, all sorts of things. Well, I say we. Um, Amy can't drink. Um, she can't have sugar. So, um, so my girlfriend can't have... Um, no sugar, can't have sugar like, Literally sugar. She can't even have carbs. She can't eat carbs because that turns to sugar in the blood. Uh, and if she does, she gets very, very poorly. So instead of uh, confusing her with different options... Well, actually, do you know what? No, it's, it's partly... I, I wanted to buy these because I like them. Right. I like the sugar version a bit more, but I also don't like the belly that comes with too many of them. So mm. trying to cut down on that. Yes. Ooh. Anyway, what have you been up to? Um, so... Because you've been really busy, haven't you? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't even touch on this on the first podcast. By the way, before we get any further, I just wanted to say thanks to anyone who's listening and who's listened to the first podcast. And um, if uh, you'd like to let us know what you think so far, that would be great. Just like Sean said in, I think Sean said last time, drop us a message uh, at Led by Lanterns or at Chris Lanterns, at Sean Lanterns on Instagram. Just let us know what you think. Also, if you've got any questions you want us to answer, I think... Um, 
We could do like answer a few every every episode, couldn't we? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think let's get a few let's get a few episodes in the bag first, uh, mm. and then that's totally something I would love to do. Mm. Um, but right now, I think I mean because I've uploaded this this po- the, the first podcast, so the third pos- podcast at the time of recording this podcast isn't out yet. We do have a name now, which obviously you already knew because you clicked on it. Um, but we uh, inside the lantern, lantern, inside the lantern. lantern. Chris, do you like that name? Yeah, it's all right. It? Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Definitely, definitely cheesy. But yeah, so you know. we we did think we thought of that name very early on, and then we thought of so many others, and that still remained to be the best. And we didn't want to waste too much time on it because um, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. As long as it's not absolutely naff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully this the first podcast does actually come out when I've when we've told everybody it's going to come out. Yeah. Because um, it's me dealing with with these <laughs> podcasts and I've never done it before, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone will forgive you if if you fucked it up, which I think you have. But uh, you reckon? Oh, I don't know. No. We'll have a little. Well, let's have a look into it after we finish recording this. Anyway, you said I was busy with work. Yes, obviously because of COVID, I am not tour managing. I am not mixing bands at the moment. I am training to be an electrician. Um, Same thing. Electrics, something always. I've always been like. I guess slightly into. I guess you know. You've always, always been what, good. I can say it because. Uh, you know, I, I always you want, are good I, at that sort of thing. I always want to know how everything works. And uh, yeah, training, to be honest, it's not all bad. Training to be an electrician is not, it, it is quite fun. Um, I'm enjoying the work. There is some, there's definitely an element of stress involved when it's you who's left to sort out someone's problem. And, and definitely, I'm sure you agree, Sean, the second you, you're training to do something. The second you get paid for doing it by someone you don't know, it's a big, it's a big moment. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it means you're being paid f- as a professional. Because, yes, as a professional, yeah. because they expect you to know more than them. And sometimes I feel like, shit, do I? You know, absolutely. Like, obviously, Dude, after I, I've I done still the feel job, that way now. Yeah, I, I feel like after I've done the job, it's like, all right, I've done all of this stuff, and yes, that is worth paying for, and I have done it right and safely. But like. The first time was like, oh boy, you know. Yeah, no, oh it's boy. scary. I've been, I've been doing. Um, it, sounds, it sounds a bit work outside of work. So painting and decorating uh, in the day, and in the afternoon, I've been doing a little bit more painting and decorating. <laughs> um, so, but tell us about, house. so what what's involved? What what do you actually do when you're painting and decorating? T- tell us, talk us through it. <sighs> No, th- no, this would be a very boring podcast. No, because um, there's obviously like, there's different kinds. Like, so you mostly do new, brand new oh, houses, yeah. I right? forget that, yeah. So normally I do uh, new builds. Uh, so uh, there's companies like Taylor Wimpy, Persimmon, Barrett's, uh, David Wilson. So they all build brand new houses. Um, and I go in there and paint them out. Uh and of course, they're all quite boring. It's it's a little bit like um, white ceilings, white walls, or even now it's like a new thing. It's not quite magnolia, but it's um, like it's it's an off white. So it's oh. Maggie walls and Maggie ceilings, but it doesn't look too bad. It, yeah, it, it sounds terrible, but it actually isn't too bad. Is it the the smoke 
It's ready so that when the, all the smokers move in, they don't change the colour of the rooms because <laughs> it's already smoked. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a little bit of work at a friend's house for absolutely free uh, because I'm, g- I'm going to need... So technically, is it for work? It is work, but I'm not getting paid in money. Why does I'm he getting paid paying you in? In, an, in a favour that he can... Because he's an electrician. <sighs> you know, I mean... You're also going to be an electrician. What do you mean, Sean? What do you mean? You're using, you're yeah. using someone else instead of me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, shit. you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's what you're doing for a job right now and you're doing yeah. it outside of work as well. But, so we've, been, we've both been really busy and I'm actually yeah. really glad that even through this and I feel like it, it so happens to be we start a podcast and then both become busy, the busiest we could be. Um, but we still got time. We still had time to sit down and do this, which is great. Which has given me so at the moment. I think Chris, we, you mentioned it last week. I think at the moment we're going to be doing one every other week, um, and yeah. possibly every uh, that, that, and they'll be on a Wednesday at two o'clock. I think we'll keep it unless anything changes. Uh, obviously, we'll let you know on the podcast Wednesday two p.m. GMT. But however, yeah, boy. If we get if we get good responses for this podcast, uh, you get a few listeners. Um, we may do uh, one a week. I think that's completely doable because uh, me and you we're going to talk anyway, so sorry, we might mate. as well just. I'm really busy. Sorry, man. Got a haircut. So oh wait, no lockdown. Oh, talking about haircuts, dude. I really need it. So still in the second lockdown at the time of this recording, and uh, I was so tempted. To just get an illegal haircut. <laughs> How can you get an illegal haircut? Well, my mum's a hairdresser and it's currently illegal to go to my mother's house and get a haircut because mm. you can't do that. Technically, no, it's just clicked. My mum can if I pay her money, right? Your mum can travel to you for work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 At the moment, my hair, it's just, it seems like it's the same length all, all, all around my head. <laughs> yeah, just, no, mine's mine. I definitely need a haircut. Uh, well. Starting to get like, you know, the first lockdown, yeah. and it was like, oh, we, we were oh, all no. walking around like, I mushrooms. cut my own hair. The oh my first God, lockdown. Chris cut his own hair, <laughs> yeah. and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, anyway, we best get, we best get, we best get on uh, to. So it's a bit of a follow on from the first episode. And. Yes. That's the question. So, the question that everyone wants to know, Sean. <clears throat> no, now, no, now they know. If they've listened to the first one, they know my life story into music. They know how I ended up and be, becoming a part of Led by Lanterns. And I know the question on everyone's lips, including mine, <laughs> is Sean. How did you get into music, and how did you get to where you are today? Start from the beginning. Let's hear it all. So. Um, I actually started making notes on my uh, computer just before we started doing this podcast, and I've got like three three points, and and that's it. And then I've kind of got to make it up because, <laughs> well, not make it up, but I've just kind of try to go but, uh, from memory because my memory is terrible, and I know for a fact I'm gonna try to say things in order and mess it up, and listen back to it and go, oh no, there was like this massive thing. Um, you know, although. T- Truth be told, I have missed parts of mine, and I've got a few things in the wrong order when I listen to it back. But yeah, that's, it, okay then. That makes it's me feel fine, a bit and like that, I think that's how, that's at least how 
my memory works. I've definitely missed out loads of details from my story. I wouldn't worry too much. No one's going to re- research it. And I mean, some of well, your mates might to research. go. <laughs> some of your mates might go, uh, Sean. Actually, like, uh, like I know boots. There's a load of stuff about boots that I missed out on my story because we were an hour, we were over an hour into it, and yeah. I was just like, let's just wrap it up and get to where we are now. But like, there was a lot of stuff involving boots that I haven't mentioned. Maybe I can talk about it in future episodes. But yeah. um, me and boots, you know, we go way back, and he's helped me out a lot with my life, and I didn't really mention any of that <laughs> in the last episode so that'll come i'm sure that'll come yeah um it's not the only time we're going to be talking about this stuff yeah. is it um, i reckon i reckon we should we'll get him on we'll get him on at one episode and then oh absolutely yeah. yeah there's there's you know there's actually quite a few people that i would love to chat to um doing this i, I nearly burped then into the microphone <laughs> i totally <laughs> forgot that we were i totally forgot we were recording a podcast for a second and i just went to just no so yeah have none of that here yeah don't worry so, don't worry about missing bits or getting bits in the wrong order just okay. go that go makes tell me feel us. a lot better okay so the the very first uh moment i think the very a life-changing moment that led to me being into music or more importantly, into just sound, which was what it was. It was just sound. As um, We actually spoke about this on the Twitch stream uh, that we do every Wednesday night at <laughs> 9 o'clock. Chris, what's the link? What's the website? <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash led by lanterns. That's twitch.tv forward slash led by lanterns. And we were chatting about that. Uh, we were chatting, chatting about something. So me and our drummer Snake have gone through the same thing. Um, I think Snake had it a little bit earlier on in his life, but, uh, well, he had an operation earlier on in in his life. So for the first six years of my life, I couldn't hear very well. Um, So if you put your hands over your ears... Now, I can't remember 100% because I was literally a child, so I don't know. But I think, because I get a weird nostalgia when I listen to car radios in and, and they've got the car door shut and it's kind of like you know and it's a little bit like muffled like that uh but i had an operation on my ears when i was six years old um didn't know how bad my hearing was until we went uh, my mom took me to go and have a test and it's really funny listening back to it now but it, it, at the time it made my mom really upset and um so you can just imagine little me <laughs> in the corner of a room and uh, they started playing different frequencies through these massive headphones that I had on my head. And uh, that, they gave me a button and said, will you press the button every time that you hear anything? So I was like, okay. So I was there, thumb over button, and my mom could hear what I couldn't from across the room. And there was like different frequencies like, doop, doop. you know i just i just had to like they were trying to figure out what range i couldn't hear it turned out it was mainly high frequencies i think well it makes sense i guess i'm making that up because i feel like i could hear low frequencies so Mm. i learned how to lip read and if you look at videos of me as a kid or i guess if i look at videos of me as a kid um because you guys won't be able to because that'd be weird <laughs> why you got videos <laughs> of me as a kid <laughs> um, but uh, you can hear it you can hear my voice is a little bit like you You know you can hear somebody that you can hear it when somebody can't hear very well um, by the way that they talk and that was definitely the way that I sounded looking back and then I remember having this 
uh, operation um, and slowly becoming in, uh, infectu- infectuated with sound infatuated infatuated yeah I knew I said that wrong right infatuated with sound and I was like banging on railings I was like oh yeah oh that sounds that sounds and then I was just thinking (laughs) so I started like tapping on absolutely everything so fast forward a couple of years from that uh, my dad used to play guitar when he was a kid so we thought oh you know he seems like he's interested in, in, in music so let's buy him a guitar I didn't and you know remember, your dad used to play guitar. That's pretty. He cool. did, yeah. He can actually play a few chords now. Um, I'm, I'm sure he used to be a lot better when he was younger. But um, he uh, he bought me a guitar. I remember actually, I had a plank of wood. I did show some interest in, in wanting to play guitar because I, I remember having a plank of wood and drawing strings on it. And so my dad was just like, "We should probably just get him a guitar because <laughs> they're like really cheap." And um, from Argos, or I think it was, other shops are available. And um, that was at Christmas. And do you remember the old story? So if you haven't listened to the first episode, I mean, we're 15 minutes in now, or probably a little bit more with the intro. You might as well listen to this now. <laughs> I was going to say, go back and listen to the first one. Uh, but So you mentioned that you were unaware what a PA system was and that you bought like monitor like computer monitors as a PA system, albeit they were very yeah. expensive. So... I thought that electric guitars just sounded like electric guitars. No amps, no leads, just yeah. I thought that that's what sounded. I didn't even know that you had to tune it. And so I was watching I was I was watching bands like Queen and stuff cuz I loved Queen when I was a kid. So I was watching bands like Queen and uh, what what other guitars? Gary Moore as well. Gary Moore. Guitarist. Gary Eric Clapton. Moore. Yeah, Eric Clapton. Yeah, anyway. um, yeah. So, all stuff like that I used to listen to as a kid. And that was, I guess, not by choice. That was just what was available to me at the time. And it was all very guitar-based. Uh, that's what kind of music my dad listened to anyway. Or at least what I can remember my dad listening to as a kid. So, I thought, yeah, guitar. And then I thought that I could make this sound straight away from the guitar. I didn't think I had to tune it. I didn't. Have to, and this, I, literally, I can't remember how old I was. I was probably about eight. And I couldn't, I couldn't play. Like, I couldn't, I wasn't good, instantly good. And so yeah. I played the guitar at Christmas Day for about an hour, realized I was shit and just never picked it back up. And I just, I just put it down. I was like, yeah, that's it. No way. Uh, until I guess, I think, and then my dad sat down and started playing. He, he told me how to play, um, uh, House of the Rising Sun, which is, I guess is everybody's first song. Did what was your first song you ever learnt on guitar? Did you? Uh, it was Stereophonics, and it was standing at the bus stop with my shopping in my hand when I'm overhearing all the ladies and the rumors start to fly. I hear them in the schoolyard, in the chip shop, in the phone box. It's called A Thousand Trees. <laughs> it only did, you, takes did you learn one. the? Um that's it. Pop the punk version. No. Because <laughs> only... T- Hang on. Okay, sorry. I need to just pretend I've smoked 40 more fags. Hang on. <clears throat> it only takes one tree to make a thousand matches. It only takes one match to burn a thousand trees. That's the song. Your voice is still really clean. Even <laughs> I can't do it. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, that no was the first gravel. song. That was the first song, and it's basically like G, C, 
D, you know, all the similar chords, the yeah. chords you learn. It was yeah. just, it was those. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad taught me how to play those chords. Uh, so, and then that's the song that I played for probably a few years. That was it. And then I changed the, uh, and then I kind of put that down. I kind of changed the order of the chords. Oh. Um, I just thought I'd try to be a bit inventive there. Oh. Um, but then, see, this is where it gets a little bit uh, confusing because all of a sudden, guitars weren't a part of my life and drum drums were. And I remember the first time, it was actually an arcade game uh, in Blackpool. Uh, it was like a fake drum kit. And uh, I started playing... I just, I don't know, I've never played drums before but I must have had some form of rhythm from like tapping on shit as a kid. Um, what are you doing? I'm trying to, sorry, my phone's, there we go. So Chris is on Skype on his phone yeah, and sorry. he keeps disappearing. No, He's put I'm himself not, on I'm a weird background as well. I'm not using my phone for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I guess I just played a few things on on that arcade game. I had a few few games on that. My mom and dad saw that. Then they bought me my first ever drum kit because <laughs> that was what I was into now. And uh, it was a blue drum kit and it was the worst. Oh, sorry, mom and dad. Like, thank you very much for buying me. I thought this this uh, drum kit was the best thing ever. Oh, and so it you, was. you did it think was. it was the best thing ever at the time? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it sounded better than the... the tables yeah and, you know um so i've started playing that and you know this the drum kit the symbols uh i remember after a few well probably a year of having the the drum i've realized the symbols you know when i like folded them up so they they, they drooped <laughs> downwards and you could just clunk and fold them up <laughs> yeah um it was that kind of, it was it was a really really cheap what was that drum sound, kit. sound again sean clunk <laughs> uh and then I played on that. I played that for a little bit. And like you, Chris, I had a few lessons on a drum kit. Uh, learned how to read drum music very, very basically. Same. Yeah. Um, I think drum music... Would you say drum music is the one of the easiest ones to read at a basic level? To, there you go. Opening a bottle yeah. with pliers again. Um, <laughs> yes, drum music... Uh, I don't want to say it's piss easy. No, but, absolutely not. But um, it's piss easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely the easiest of... Because oh, it's like with normal music, there's so many different notes that you have to spot. Whereas yeah. with drums, it's definitely... I mean, unless you've got a massive drum kit, which goes way up the stave off the top. Like normal drums, and by normal, I mean a kick a kick drum, a snare drum, maybe two toms or maybe three toms and like the normal crash and ride. Like that's so much less to look for on the music, on, on the music sheet than it, than all the notes from A to G. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had yeah. three toms. I had a rack tom, the second tom. Has that mm. got a name? Second rack tom. Yeah. And then a floor tom. A lot of drummers now, they don't use that, do they? Um, <clears throat> it's kind of not, not needed. Uh, so yeah, that was me playing drums for a few years. Got okay at it, not not fantastic, uh, and then picked up the guitar again and realised that oh, I don't have to play House of the Rising Sun. I could just take the chords that I know, put play them in a different order, and I'll I'll have written a song. Yeah. Uh, so that was when I wrote, wrote my first song. I think I was around about nine, 
And oh, I don't know if this gets because you played yours, didn't you? Mine. Oh, it wasn't my. F- it wasn't the first song. Oh, not played, first but, song, but, but in the yeah. band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on. Can you? My first it? song was called Free Bottle. Free Bottle. Yeah, and what? yeah, yeah. I know. Free... It, yeah, a bottle, <laughs> a bottle like you're drinking from that is completely free. Not three bottles, like oh, great. free bottle. And I, I guess it was because. Do you know when I said when I write songs and I scat? Mm. I guess that's what I did. And I was just like, free bottle, free me. I, I, hopefully, uh. this is, hopefully this is tuned. Because um, if not, this is going to be really... Oh, that'll do. So it was like, free bottle, free me. I've got the lock and you've got the key, so free bottle. <laughs> it's hard to see. I don't think you would remember me, so yeah. So <laughs> it made not absolutely no sense. Do you know what though? Your silky smooth voice makes that sound good. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> if you ignore the words. So, uh, so, yeah, so I can't remember the verses, but that was imagine, the uh, first song. I can song. imagine, sorry for totally talking over you, I can imagine like a massive gospel choir going, Dum, free bottle, free me. Do you know what? I was writing it, as I was writing it, that's probably what I heard in my head. So that's why yeah. I thought it was decent. Those, those melodies are proper like gospel choir melodies literally <laughs> um so yeah that's what so that's the first song i ever did um of course i probably wrote other songs around it uh and that's when i real i think that was the moment i realized i enjoyed writing music yeah uh i was always and then i and then obviously that progressed onto what other chords could i learn started to learn minor chords as well like different different uh completely different sounding uh, my strumming patterns were completely different so I was like whoa and even to this day I still think the possibilities are endless this is you know this is the best thing ever um, so that was it guitar and and vocals were definitely my thing from that point um, but so and then I bought an 8 track recorder That's, this is when I got really interested in in recording these things which was just like a little thing and I'm trying to think of what kind of size it, it was it was like um, only because I've got a newspaper here so a newspaper right folding in half from top to bottom that size <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other things I could have used but uh, it was about that size when it was an 8 track boss recorder and you know what it wasn't too bad again I've still got some of these recordings what what uh, made you like? How did you find out that that's what you needed to buy? Like, what what made you choose that? Did someone else have it that you knew? Did you see a video of someone using it, or like, how did you know to buy that? A friend of mine had one. Okay. Uh, uh, so what I actually did before this is I recorded onto tape, um, just a cappella, and you know, like what you said last uh, last week. Should we say uh, was it last week that we did the last podcast? It was about last week, wasn't it? Um, so I just recorded onto tape, and then I overdubbed onto other tape. So there was always that, um, which I'm completely missing out because I don't really remember it too well. So the okay. first thing I ever did was record onto tape. But uh, did you record free bottle? 
I'm sure I did, you know. I actually, I played that song. That song was in my life for about, probably about six years. That well, was it is, the, it is an incredible song. song. It's, it, it was, it was yeah. number one. It yeah. was. It, it did go to number I, one. I don't know why Led by Lanterns have not released Free Bottle. If I'm honest, yeah. You Google now. My old band did. <laughs> Actually, it no. was. It was a song that I we re-recorded terribly <laughs> on a on a on on my friend's better eight track. Free um, Bottle. And uh, we'll get back to that song, actually. That song will come back. That okay. song will come back to this conversation. Uh, so, recorded other songs uh, and bought an 8-track and recorded a hell of a lot of music on it. And you know what? Uh, going back to the days where things were simpler and it didn't really matter, I must have written probably about 100 songs mm. and finished 100 songs. I can't remember half of them now. Uh, I just wanted any reason to write. I was then MySpace became available, and so we was talking to people on. I was talking to people on MySpace and asking them about their life because nothing was really going on in my life that I could write about. So I started writing songs about other people's lives. There was no uh, way. there was a there was somebody who was in a relationship online with somebody in Canada. So I started writing them a song. Uh, started writing another song about a guy who who's uh i think he's his dad left when he was really young um and so i wrote a song called dear dad that's actually on youtube still that is and you know is, what is i that, don't actually think that's a bad song there's I mean, that's there's a the good charlotte song that's literally about that about his dad leaving when he's really young and it's called hey dad oh really yeah yeah, yeah. i guarantee it wouldn't sound anything the same it was kind of like uh but that is on YouTube, and then I wrote a few uh, loads of other songs. Oh, what? It's still uh, on YouTube now. Yeah, that's still on YouTube now. Yeah. How would how would uh, how would I find that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, know I do know. But it's, <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what, I'll um, I might put it on this. Should we put it on this? I don't know if I can download it. That's the only thing. How do you download from? I'll have to get like a YouTube. To I'm sure if someone wants to hear it, they can look, they can find it. Oh yeah, we. I think is the reason why I don't want to tell you because if you find that on YouTube, you're gonna find a load of other crap. And you know, what? <laughs> I just can't. There's a, there's a, there's a few videos and a few musically, it, musically disastrous things that I've done in my life, and they are still. <laughs> why am I you've talking never, about this? You've never told me any of this either. Like, yeah, like it's on YouTube now, and I don't want you to find it. I'm not gonna tell you. A few people have already found it, so. A few people that watch us on the Twitch on oh. a Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Um, they, they've found a few of those have found have found these videos, and I don't uh. want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go any further with it because it's, I don't do anything bad. It's just well, I did do something bad in terms of they sounded horrendous, and I just they're gonna haunt me. I, don't, I can't remember the login and password. I just can't delete them. If I could delete them, I would. Or That's at least a classic cue that is for getting yeah. in your login and password. Yeah. yeah. Can't you recover it? Can't you recover your password? No. Uh, no, because I can't remember the 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 password the login to the, the email address for the yeah. email. Yeah. Classic. Absolutely yeah. classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, from there, I went into my. F- this is where I. So. How I got into being in a band was uh, I started doing a drama group and it was called Spotlight and it was every Sunday, I think, and uh, I met a guy called John 
John Keeling. Obviously, I'm going to send this podcast to John because John Keeling is the probably one of the biggest reasons I'm doing this now. Um, probably why we're doing this podcast because if I hadn't met you, we wouldn't be doing this. I, I really, I really do think. What would I think? Where where would I be now if I yeah. hadn't have met John? Honestly, you know, right, that's I think, the turning point. I think like there's everyone has someone like that in their lives. I th- I think just or maybe a couple of people like that in their lives that that they've met. And if you think back through all the moments of your life, it all leads back to John Keeley, Keeling, like, <laughs> Keeling, whatever his name is. And um, sorry, John. And um, like uh, that's this is what I said. Uh, earlier like I, I didn't you know I didn't speak about Boots in my podcast but Boots is one of those guys in my yeah. life who I mean it, less to do with playing music more to do with m- working in music like Boots pretty much gave me all my starting work well not all of it but the he gave me very important jobs that led to other important jobs that led to where I am today and, and it all yeah. does actually go back to Boots like it's mad yeah yeah, I mean, so even, me, even meeting you, John. even meeting you, like if Boots hadn't <clears throat> have bumped into Brad at that, yeah. um, whatever show that was, they went to Walk watch. Walk the Moon. Walk yeah. the Moon. I wouldn't know you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mad. mad. It's, weird when you, it's weird when you can remember and look back and think, yeah, you just you just have no idea, where would I have been? Honestly, if, Chris, if you, weren't, if you weren't doing music, where would you be in life now? God knows. I honestly don't know. And if it wasn't for John Keeling, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd be... I, honestly, I couldn't tell you. If it wasn't I really for him, I, my life would be different. <laughs> there's a good chance, there's a good chance I could have, I, I may have been in the army. Oh. Yeah, because I did cadets. Um, this is fast forwarding a little bit now, but I did cadets for a little while. Uh, and... I got to an age where I was a little bit too old to be at cadets and it was a lot of people were enrolling onto the onto the big boy stuff the actual army <laughs> and uh, what stopped me is thinking oh, have I got to cut my hair because <laughs> like, I had long hair then and I, at the time I thought that's everything about being in a, in a band whenever that was was that 2006 or something like that so like I needed long pop punk hair or else, like, I can't do both. So I picked music, and I'm glad I did. Uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm I definitely made did. The, yeah, I'm, I, I made the right decision there just because I know that it made me happier. And I guess it has. Um, but yeah, so this John, uh, this John Keeling, <laughs> he, uh, he said, hey, I, I, I want to start a band. Uh, me and my friend, we started a band. Uh, at the moment, we're practising in... Uh, so there was John and Rich. There were two can we, really. Can we call the podcast "Who Is John Keeling"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> He'll love that as well. He'll honestly, he's he's one of the craziest people I've ever met as well. Um, so that question has been asked quite a lot in my life as well. <laughs> um, so he said, "Me and my friend Rich, we we started a band and we practice in Rich's nan's bedroom." I was like, okay, this sounds great. Nan's so I wasn't, bedroom. I was, yeah, I wasn't. Bedroom I, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't on board until he told me what the name of the band was. He said, we're called STD. 
God. And uh, I was like, at the time, that's what everyone called it. It was an STD. It's not these, S- it wasn't STI. It was STD. In case anyone doesn't know, sexually transmitted disease. However, it wasn't. It was Scar the Doubt. <laughs> so the band was called Scar the Doubt, but in short, we called ourselves STD. Did, did you had, know that? Did you know that it was? Did everyone? Did you actually think about the sexually transmitted disease uh, acronym when uh, the band was called, like band was named? Yeah, like, I I knew about it. I knew because I've got an older brother. Uh, so like not <laughs> not that he not that not that he had them or but I was educated in in them. I guess. So before um, you joined the band, you knew that Scar the Doubt when abbreviated. Spelt STD, and you knew that he introduced the band as STD. Ah, right, okay. So I said yes, and we practiced in Rich uh, Richie's nan's bedroom, and uh, we used to push. uh, I think no, no, I don't think we'd push the bed aside because it was only yeah, that was it. There were two guitarists, and I was then the singer. Uh, because at this drama drama group I had to do a singing audition and I remember the first time I ever sang in front of somebody it was Robbie Williams <laughs> it was um, I was her she was me oh hang on you just said that I remember the first time I had to sing in front of somebody it was Robbie Williams and I thought the first person you sang in front of was Robbie Williams <laughs> <laughs> but no the yeah, song my, you sang was Robbie the Williams the first song I ever sang mm-hmm. was Robbie Williams. Yeah, I was in like, front, fucking hell. In front of one person in a room. And that was nerve-wracking. I'd love to watch myself back then because I better look like a right idiot. Um, but, so from that, I got a singing role in... Uh, and you know what? If you listen to my first band, it's surprising I did. My voice was terrible i mean honestly if there's anybody listening to this that think oh i'd love to sing i just can't now i don't think i'm the best singer at the moment right i know that it's slowly i don't know i don't know if i don't know if i'm as good as i'm ever ever gonna get i don't know if there is a cap that everybody could get to but all i can say is if there's any way that you can listen to my first band which i don't think there is anymore i don't know where, where those recordings are but at some point in my life, I'll have to find fish them out and see if mm. I can find them. Um, people that can't sing, forget what you hear on YouTube. People that can't sing at all can learn to. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you'll be amazing. I'm not saying that you'll be the best. All I'm saying is whatever you want to do, do it and you will get better. And you'll yeah. only get better if you want to do it. That's you one de- thing. You won't get better if you want to get better. And that's all you think about. Yeah. That's you know. one that's one thing. Like I, I mean, I don't know if I said this in the podcast last week or if I said this on stream at some point, but um you're a very determined person. At least at least I believe I think you're a very, very determined person. And you know, you you, you bought that slingshot that time and you were like, you know, how can I hit a bottle? It's that's 20 meters away with this slingshot. And, you know, you're like, come have a go, Chris. I came outside. I had like probably like five or six goes. I think a normal person, <laughs> not saying you're not normal, but your average, per- <laughs> your average person would just like have a go. Oh, you'd miss, have a go. You'd miss. And you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Third go, miss again. You're like, ah, oh, fourth go. It's like, and fifth go, it's like, ah, oh, can't be, you know, that's it. Whereas you, 
It's it's a quality I admire about you. you I mean, even though hitting a bottle with a slingshot is completely pointless, but it's you so pointless. you literally stayed there for fucking and hours, and then you hit you managed to move it so the bottle so far away that I remember that video. That's it was on our little your little YouTube intro you used to have. Oh yeah, and you hit the bottle from so far away. I remember looking at, I did it when I was, did I do it when I was looking at the camera? Or am I thinking, no, I don't think I was that cool. (laughs) But but no, yeah, definitely, definitely you can learn to sing. There was, um, when me and Boots used to run the studio in Wales, there was a singing teacher who used to rent one of the rooms from us. And she used to teach people who were completely tone deaf how to sing, how to learn uh, the piano as well. She did piano lessons. And these were people who believed they couldn't distinguish between notes. And she used to yeah. show them how, and then they used to, she used to teach them how to sing. So it can definitely be done, even to the, even into tone-deaf people, 100%. There's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a stigma with, um, with vocals that you can't learn. You've either got, you've either got it or you haven't. Yeah. And some people have actually got it straight away. Some yeah. people just can sing. And some people can't. Uh, that is true. Yeah. But I, I think, really do believe if you enjoy singing, you will get better. Yeah. I, I, I think the main thing that puts people off is the only people you hear singing are the people on records. And the only people that are on records are the people who've got good enough in their own mind to be confident enough to put their voice on record. Like, I know you were just saying that, you know, you're not, you're not fully happy and you don't think you're, you've reached the end, but you're confident enough to record your voice onto record as am I I like Mm. I don't even like my own voice but I'm confident enough to record with it you know and when you're a person thinking oh I want to sing but I can't sing and you're listening the only thing you can listen to is these people who have and so you're skipping a step you know you're skipping that initial learning I mean my voice was I remember I used to sing for half an hour and I used to lose my voice completely when I first started singing it was my vo- vocal cords weren't like uh, made for it. I'd I'd sing for half an hour with the band, band practice, and then I'd be like, "Hello, hey, I've got no voice now." Yeah, it's, you know? it's definitely something that you uh, you do gain a bit of a muscle somewhere, mm. and yeah, your, your stamina to it as well. And uh, that's definitely you know, and that's a lesson that I've relearned recently because. Um, with the new songs that we're writing at the moment, uh, some of them are a bit heavier, so that so I'm I'm screaming in some of them. And when I first started doing that, it was I could only do like ten minutes of it, and it was like oh I can't mm. do this. It's you know it's really hurting, and it almost makes you feel like you're doing it wrong. And there is definitely definitely a wrong way to scream uh, in heavy music. Uh, yeah, but I, I I can't do the right 100%. way at the moment. Like. Um, I know it's something I I've always wished I could do, yeah. um, and it sort of it, it came to me during a show once. I did something. Uh, I mean, obviously you were there, Chris, because it was one of our shows. I did something down the mic, uh, and it was it just worked. And then I did it the next day, and it worked. And then I probably did it the, uh, a few shows after, and it probably didn't come out great. But I thought, ah. That's how you do it. I know exactly the part of the set you did it was at the end of Alive. And you went, right at the end of the set, it was the end of the set. And you went, five, four, three, two, one, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And uh, I didn't know if that sounded good until we watched a video back, and I was like, oh, that sounds like I'm really doing it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that that stamina has uh, I've had to I've had to learn how to do that, and and I guess if I do it all all day now, then my voice would. I mean, you know what? After this lockdown, not done that much singing. Not gonna lie. And I was singing in the car, in the van the other day. It really hurts, after a bit. But, okay, so, where was we? Where did we get to? Uh, oh yeah, STD, I was in STD. So like you did, Chris, you know when you put a microphone uh, in a room and, or well, in a different room, and you the whole band played? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. We put, we put... However, we put, uh, is it an SM57? Just a normal generic microphone, yeah? Yeah. We put one of those literally facing the ceiling (laughs) in a room and just played the song. And we got three songs and we put them on MySpace. Uh, They probably got 15 players each and we thought we'd made it. And uh, (laughs) so this, this brings me up to the first show, which I don't know if you know this. My first show I ever played was with Snake. Not... With Snake in my band, Snake was the coolest person I could have ever wished to share a stage with. Um, you know what? I, I actually still think that as well because I, I, th- I love him to pieces. He's such a good drummer. So yeah. he was the headline. He was in the headline act, and he was in a band called Never Say Die, and they were like ah heroes. Although we knew that they lived locally, but they were. And we played in a show called uh, Warhead in Cannock, which is like a little town near Birmingham, if you if you, if you like. Uh, and um, our drummer at the time, he he was throwing up everywhere. Our bass player was what? feeling Why? really. I, I was just really nervous. He was just really nervous. Ah, he was just throwing up everywhere. It was just, we, we were all terribly nervous, and ah. I'm just. One that I have still got a photograph of the first time we ever played um, a show. Like, I've still got photos of the first thing. And what I used can to do you, is... That- can you find those and we'll post them in our Discord server, if, you, if you're not in the member of the Discord already, by the way. Then. Yeah, I'll have to find them. I'll have to find them. And then if you remind me, if somebody can remind me listening to this and say, uh, Sean, I've just listened to this podcast. Can you, uh, can you put this in the Discord server, please? And uh, I will. I'll see if I can fish them out because uh, they're quite funny. My hair's a little bit strange. I think I was 13 at the time and I was wearing a black tank top and I had the microphone and I took the, I took the microphone off but with half of the stand like Freddie Mercury. Oh, classic <laughs> yeah. Freddie, yes. Yeah. So, um, so I did a few shows. I can't even remember. Was this with we... John Keeling? This was John Keeling, yes. Richard Lees, Dan Ledbeater and... The bass player. <laughs> I think his name was Matt. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> re- he wasn't in the band for t- that long, really. We we was a band for about a year or two. Um, well, probably not even two, but we uh, we split up <laughs> and we got a new drummer and a new bass player. Uh, both incredible. They actually wiped the floor with us as musicians. Um, too good, really, if you listen back, because when we ch- we changed our name to Kickstart Surgery, KSS, <laughs> and we started, um, that was a little bit better. We start that's when we started recording with the eight track, thinking we can just record it ourselves, blah blah blah. Um, and that's the band that 
we recorded Free Bottle too. Oh, yes. And at the time, my nerves wouldn't allow me to love a show yet. My nerves would not let, uh, allow me to really get the bug for playing shows. And I probably played about 40 at, at this point. Uh, random number. It was about 40 shows we played. Yeah. Right. Um, and I remember I'd got... It's actually, I think it's this this guitar next to me. Yeah. So I've got a guitar. It's called a Faith Eclipse. It's an acoustic guitar. And they allowed me to play Free Bottle at a show and it was like a hardcore show I don't know why we were on it we were like dead punk pop pop like we were dead pop punk so it was like we, we were on this dead punk <laughs> we were dead pump you know that genre that no, no one dead can remember punk. that genre anymore dead pump it's a bit it's a bit like pop punk <laughs> dead pump dead pump <laughs> dead pump <laughs> um, so yeah so I played Free Bottle we played like a little, a little acoustic show. Uh, everybody went off the stage and they just left me playing guitar yeah. and, and just singing this Free Bottle song and because the lyrics were just Free Bottle Free me I've got the liking you got the key so everybody picked up on those lyrics dead quick and I'd got about there was how many people? There was probably about a hundred people at the show, which wasn't great. Oh. But for Canuck, that's yeah. amazing, that's right? Decent. Uh, and I played this song. Everyone picked up on the lyrics after the first chorus, and the second chorus come along, and everyone just started singing it. It like the whole place just lit up. Like that's it was, cool. it was a show. This was a show where everybody standing standing in front of me were like either goths or serious emos or or scene kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was mental. Uh, then I think not long... And, and then that band broke up on my birthday. Oh. On my 16th birthday. I remember this very well. Oh. John. John <laughs> even it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't even John's fault. I don't know what, whose fault it was, but they didn't want to tell me. But they, uh, they, I bumped into them on my birthday and they went, oh, he's there. Best tell him. <gasps> No, so, they so they'd it. decided before telling you as well. Yeah, it wasn't their it wasn't their fault. It was uh, we just decided to, uh, to to just call it a day. And I, I don't think I was that bothered at the time. Um, Kickstart again, surgery was no more. See, I've been in quite a few bands, you see. And then I got asked to be in a band called uh, Shadows Amongst Silhouettes. So if anybody from Canuck is listening to this. Not anybody from Canuck. Anybody my age from Canuck that likes rock music, you may have heard of this band possibly before I was in the band. <laughs> they were really good. Um, but uh, I became the singer for them for a while. Then uh, I met John Keeling again and we joined, uh, we started a band called From the Get-Go. Oh, John um, Keeling was in From the Get-Go. Yes. Um, yes, good old so then, And then... That was like a big head turner. Uh, we did a lot of good shows with uh, with friends like Max Such, you know, and and we was even going to play a show with Mallory Knox at the time. Uh, obviously, we've played with them now, yeah. but <clears throat> um, they were on the bill. I don't think they could make it because when I, when we toured with them, I, I said you were on the bill for this for this show, and they were like, oh yeah, we couldn't go. I was like, no, because at the time. To say, because Mallory Knox had only just started then, so they were they were on the bill before us. Ah, <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't turn up because we were terrible. I mean, we weren't we weren't that bad, but it was like Mallory Knox were definitely better. 
definitely going to even even though they had just started up they would definitely have been be- better fair. than us uh, so I played in that band for a while then what did we what did I do started talking to Snake I think did you um, when did you play wireless festival with um, uh, oh. Brad and that band what was that band called I'm not going to say oh I'm not going to say um, just because I, I don't want to shit on anyone although <laughs> so there's there's a story here and you know what I think we, <laughs> Chris has really set me up here <laughs> so um, I helped a friend's band out and they played in front of about 600 people and the second the lead singer opened his mouth there were probably about six people <laughs> standing in front of us and uh, that was Brad our old drummer's band it wasn't his fault at all it was just the singer was a little bit aggressive <laughs> um, and he completely cleared and that was Wireless Festival that was at the free radio stage and I, uh, that was the first time I ever played bass actually ah and that was the first that time that is I an ever, important I'd... moment to, to mention because yeah, yeah. Um, so, but so that was much that was much much later yeah yeah so but I came out of from the get-go, after a few years, that, those were great moments. We used to tour in... We used to go on, on tours in my uh, Vauxhall Corsa. There was five of us, plus breakables, plus guitar heads and guitars. And um, Mitch Brown, a guy called Mitch Brown was in that band. He was the drummer. And Mitch Brown, you can see him playing drums uh, in the Alive video. Uh, so if you type in Led by Lanterns Alive that was the first song that Led by Lanterns wrote with me as the singer and uh, we didn't have a drummer at the time so I, I asked Mitch Brown to do it and he hadn't played drums for a while he um, is, he's a lovely guy really nice guy yeah. and um, quick shout out to Mitch, Mitch actually he's got a clothing company he takes pictures of really nice cars but his clothing company is 24-7 um, I guess if you go onto my Instagram I've tagged him in a few things. He's taken a few photos of me wearing some of his clothes and uh, yeah, you should definitely check him out. But yeah, he, he played drums for us in the Alive video. But so we went round uh, the country we, like, you know, and we toured in this little car and you know, we were sleeping in the car as well. We literally, after the show, we'd park up on the, the next venue, sleep in the car. You know, we'd done that a few times or we were sleeping really rough um, in winter and I actually remember I remember one show that we played and it was the end of the it was an end of a tour and we'd done that for like a week or two and uh, one of the, the last the last day of a tour was Birmingham show we hadn't been home yet so uh, I remember us playing um, I can't remember what what venue it was uh, but the sound uh, I said Thank, thanks guys at the end of the show, I was like, it was a, it was such a good gig, right? And this is the last show I actually remember playing with this band. But I said, thanks guys, you know, you've been great, blah blah blah. And I put the microphone on the floor. I I couldn't stress how <laughs> I put the microphone on the floor, you which obviously it down made gently, yeah, gently, yeah. Uh, and so it made a little bit of a sound like this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. such a good that's literally because you're just tapping your mic that is yeah. literally what it sounds like and uh, <laughs> the sound guy came up 
I'm sure this wasn't the last show we ever played, but it, uh, for some reason, this is the last memory I have of this band. It's a really bad one. And uh, actually, the last memory I have of this band is us breaking up. I actually remember having a conversation. Um, was, our, it on your, was it on your birthday? Our bass player... No, it wasn't. <laughs> but our, bla- our bass player wanted to go off to and live in China. And, uh, oh! Our, yeah, which he has done ever since. Uh, he's married. No uh, way! Yeah. Beautiful wife, yeah. He's, he's got his, his life... He's completely got a, com- a complete different life now. Yeah! Matt Fletcher, yeah. yeah a brilliant, yeah. And he's, he does videos. And it, through, the, uh, through the pandemic, he's done a few videos... Uh, explaining what it's like living in in china with the, with the pandemic happening it's really cool. good um and uh, we so anyway going back to this show i walk off the show thinking what a great show and the the sound engineer comes up and goes if what do you think you're doing mate he pulls me out of the out of the venue he, he grabs me no he doesn't grab me but he, he takes me out of the venue he says come here mate um and I was stood there and oh God, I must have only been 18, 19 at the time. And uh, he says, if you ever throw one of my microphones on the floor ever again, I will make sure you never play Birmingham again. I was like, sorry. And then he was like, you fucking heard me. You know, and it was, it was, he literally ripped me a new arsehole. Like he was so horrible to me. And literally I was like, I'm so sorry. I really didn't think I did that. And I went backstage and burst into tears. Like I was genuinely so upset. I genuinely thought that this guy was the be all and end all. And, um, bloody sound engineers. eh? Yeah. So, uh, he, yeah, he made me feel so bad. And he, I think, I think is, he, I know who he is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say his name. But he did the sound for one of our shows, if you can remember. We I played do. Birmingham. I do. And, I uh, really do. Yes, I, I do. He muted my vocals. I don't know if he remembers me, but he, I, we played two songs, and my microphone was just muted, and he was there just texting on his phone. Dan Robottom. You are a godsend. So Dan Robottom has been our tour manager for a few for a few tours, and uh, whenever we do anything, he's always the first person to be like, "Can I help?" Now we couldn't credit Dan. Dan R. Official. He's a legend. Is a is a is his handle. Um, yeah, absolute legend. And he was running backwards and forwards, like trying to trying to get this guy unmute the microphone. I was like, Ugh. so like, I wish I had a, I had a spoken to this guy after that show. But that was the last of from the get go. That's all I can really remember. So do you and then think we broke up. you either think he he knew who you were and he muted your microphone on purpose? No, or, I just think just he's a knob. Yeah. yeah, he's just a, he's just a knob. He's just a knob. That's, that's that's literally all it is. But I remember that guy. Literally, if there was ever a time I wish I could go back, if there's ever a time I wish I could go back and stick up for myself, that would have been the time. Yeah, that really would have been the time. Um, and that guy was such an arsehole. And I think if we ever play a show again and he turns up, after the last show, normally I just let it go, right? Let it go. But you were right to do that, weren't you? <laughs> no, I'm but, just uh, thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably will bring that up and be like, you know, I've played two shows and you've been the sound guy. We need to have a word. Can we go out the back or something? Mm. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's all I can remember. That band. Oh my God, Chris, it's been an hour already. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. 
Okay, oh what did we do? We just talked. Th- we just talked too much. You just, you just going on. We could have Sean's life part two if you'd rather cut it off. No, here no, 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 because we nearly, we nearly there. So I start talking to Snake. Me and Snake. Uh, how did you meet? A- how, so why did you speak to Snake? Because Snake, I don't remember the first time I ever spoke to Snake. Uh, he was just a really cool guy. Because obviously you support, cool guy, you'd supported but. his band at that show. You thought, a few times we'd done cool. a few... few okay, and, uh, okay. Um, I think actually before I'd ever toured with him, not toured with him, before I'd ever supported his band, I watched them open up for a band called In Me. And ah. I... I, you know, so these guys were like, they were the big... They were the, I mean, even now, today's standards, that is a great show to get on. Yeah. Um... And they played so good. Like all, you know, all of the members in that band were just legends in my eyes. I really, I absolutely loved them. They had a few, few, few different people in that band, but they were all incredible and they were so good and they enjoyed doing it. You're and, talking you know, about it Snake's was, Band now, not In Snake's Me. Band, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and In Me. I used to love In Me, yeah. but that In Me was my first ever show that I ever went to and Snake play, opened up for that show. Ah, um, cool. Yeah. So maybe that was the first time I ever saw that band, but I knew they were for, from Canuck because I was already a fan of that band. And what were they called again? Uh, Never Say Die. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, props, props to that band because if it weren't for them, I don't think my ambitions would have been as high and yeah. I don't think Do I'd know, be where I am now you know what? because there's, of that as well. Honestly, there's, there's, a, there's always a band like that, like that cause you to get the feeling like they're not big enough for it to be unobtainable and they're not small enough for it not to matter to you they're that right level and i honestly think everyone's got that band they're they're like a band that are playing local shows but are playing very well and getting good crowds and you you vibe off them and you think i want to do this and they're small enough for you to go i can do this like I remember um, there was a band in Aberystwyth when I was there called First Among Equals. They were so shout out to those guys. They they broke up pretty much immediately, but they were really good. And also there was um, what were they called Part Three, the Onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> and they used to have they were metal right and it was like metal and then when he got to wherever the breakdown would be they'd go into funk so it'd be like that sounds incredible yeah it was they were sick and they, yeah they were one of those bands for me anyway sorry <laughs> carry yeah. on yeah <laughs> Dude, sh- shall we do that? <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Just go into yeah, a funk breakdown. So cool. It'd be fucking brilliant. Should we just have a second band? Like a little side project. Brass section. Oh, dude, there is a, there's actually a band that, uh, what are they called? Shrezzers. Shrazzers. I've sent you them. Yeah. And they've got yeah, like, like max, massive um, solo. Shrazzers. Yeah, they're called Shrazzers. Shrazzers. <laughs> um, yeah, and they've got like solo, yeah, saxophone solos in yeah. all their songs all the way through. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, all right, then to wrap it up, I spoke to Snake quite a bit and um, someone asked me to be in a band uh, of which Snake was in. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, being in a band with Snake, incredible. Like, because honestly if you watch that guy play drums I know you have but like to everyone else if you ever watch us literally watch Snake he's the most entertaining drummer to watch I think one of the most entertaining drummers I've 
ever seen. And the reason is, is because he's so into it. And do you know what makes me so happy is the fact that I have never seen Snake as into it as he is with this band, with Led by Lanterns. Yeah. He's so into it. Like, he he's lost. And when we practice, he doesn't... He doesn't look at us. He's he's doing that. He did, we're not there yeah. to snake. The amount of times I've tried to have like a bit of a, a to a fro kind of, you know, I don't know whether to smile at him on stage or like, you know, whatever, high five him or whatever. He's not, he's just not looking at us. He's just so in the moment yeah. and he loves it. And you know, it's right? so good to watch somebody like that. Yeah, perfect example of that. I showed him a song today. There's a song... Um, for anyone who's listening to this and doesn't know we're writing an album right now and uh, we're, we're very close to being done with this album uh, it's coming out next year 2021 and um, I was showing Snake one of the songs on it it's the uh, the one that we've got featuring someone Sean and um, okay, yeah and straight away there's like the little percussion thing that comes in and like when me and you would just listen and think yeah Snake is thinking right okay I can hit the rim. Yeah, I can do the rims here. I can do that little triplet thing on the rim. And he's like, and he was just going, oh yeah, and I'll put this fill here. And he was like, oh, how would you feel about this, Chris? How would you feel about that? And I was like, do you know what? You are so, yeah, right. You just summarized it. He's so just, into it. It's just so sick. Straight he's away, so he was like, cool. what can I do to input into this to make it even better? Like, what what a guy. Yeah. And you know what? Um, he's never scared to, to voice an opinion. He has said things that are just like, maybe not. And he's like, cool. And he yeah. moves on. Yeah. But the, the, some of the things that he's come out with, and it's just like, whoa. So we've got a really heavy song, which I won't na- name at the moment, but um, he had a lot to do with that um, that song. Uh, and some of the ideas that he, he came out with that is, is so good. And he's got like loads of melody ideas. He's actually incredible. Do you know why I, do you know why I loved him so much as well? It's because... <laughs> When I watched him in Never Say Die, he used to play with a mic stand. Obviously, Chris, you can see me. Everyone else can't. So the mic stand's in between his legs and it's just facing up. So he'd have an SM57 facing up to his mouth (laughs) and he'd play drums around his microphone. And his voice was incredible. Like, it is incredible. Like, he's got such a good range. He's so good for harmonies and stuff. Like, he's so much more talented than he'll ever take credit for yeah but yeah that, that guy, summarizes I, him he's so much more talented than he even knows like do you know what he's so humble you know about what? it he's yeah, so snake. humble you know what snake what we're gonna do what just for you so for everybody listening this person that we're talking about now he's uh, currently the drummer of led by lanterns and he also has a vegan food uh, company that he's running up and it's so it's, it's it's really really going well and we've tried the food on tour haven't we and it's incredible you have you're, uh, you're actually wearing his I'm wearing the t-shirt right now I totally his company's think t-shirt it. right now yeah. yeah so it's Hail Satan um, and you can probably just find him on yeah. Instagram if you type Satan in Hail is, Satan Satan is spelt S-E-I-T-A-N because yeah. that's the the kind of it's the vegan substitute for various meats I guess mostly chicken, although he obviously makes a bunch of different meats out of it as well. But um, 
definitely check out his company. The, the food he makes is insane. He also supplies various vegan fast food places around where we live as well. And, and also all over the country, he, he supplies a place in Swansea um, called The Bunkhouse, where we are going to play on the tour as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, you've, if you like your fast food and you want to try a very good vegan fast food, Snake is the man to go to. Hail Satan vegan food. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So there's the plug. There you go, Snake. You can give me my money now. <laughs> yeah. Any joke here. So, yeah. So speaking to Snake, joined a band with Snake and we were called, um, it took us a while to find a name and we ended up calling ourselves The Always. Uh, and there was quite a few people that were like, is that like the ladies' sanitary products? And we were like, oh, God. <laughs> but we'd already got ultra. loads of things printed and... <laughs> So, yeah, we were called The Always. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. I'll, I'll let you figure that out. But uh, we was in a band for but possibly two years. Um, and like you, Chris, you went to Rabana's... Rabana's? Ramesh, sorry. You went to Ramesh and recorded with Ramesh um, yeah. because Ramesh had recorded a lot of your favourite artists, like Kids in Glass yeah. Houses and, and all sorts. And we did the same thing. We went and recorded with a guy called Matt O'Grady, who recorded some of my favourite bands growing up, which was Yumi at Six, Architects, Def Havana, all these kind of things. So exactly the same we recorded with, with, with that guy. Actually, I still talk to Matt O'Grady now, and he's such a nice guy. And obviously, music industry is, is, it hasn't been great for studios <laughs> before the pandemic so god knows how he's doing now i haven't spoke to him for a few months um but he's incredible at what he does so if there's bands yeah. out there you totally hit up either um ramesh or or matt o'grady because ramesh is on a well ramesh is on another level isn't he like he's yeah. doing a lot of stuff now um but matt o'grady also brilliant um yeah, I actually depending on what kind of band you're into, depend yeah. depending on what, what kind of band you are in, sorry, it, it, it depends on who you go with. Yeah, uh, like like I watched um I don't know I don't know if you've ever watched it, Sean, the Bring Me Bring Me the Horizon live at um Yeah. Uh what's the place called? The the, the <sighs> Architects played there literally last night. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch it. I don't know where. I don't know where they played, but I know the that Royal he... Albert Hall. Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, Ramesh actually mixed that live um, session of the Bring Me. If you want to listen to something that he's done recently, that's what he's done recently. It sounds fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah, and I just actually really I cool. want to shout out. I know Zach Savini's never ever going to listen to this podcast, but Zach Savini who mixed the fucking Architects one last night. Oh my god! Oh my god! Was it the, good? It was so perfect. Can we go back and watch it? Or yeah, actually yes. I had a ticket, so I've got a link. Um, I'll send it to you after this. After we've done. Oh, this. wicked! Oh, it's very good. Okay, bro. So right. I after after being in a band with Snake is where we get to you. Uh, so Brad messaged me, said, "Do you want to be in a band?" I was like, "Well, I'm already." You in haven't a band. mentioned Brad yet, so how did you know Brad? Oh uh, well, it's it's hard to because I would have had to have mentioned Brad maybe at the start of this podcast because I've known him and I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, actually, I do know what. I, I can imagine that I'd know him because. Um. Right, now follow me here. Right. My cousin, Your cousin has a cousin. Has a cousin. 
which isn't my cousin. <laughs> isn't your cousin. Yeah. So it's on the other, other side of the phone. Yeah. yeah. And he was the singer of Brad's band. Right. They were called The Knock and they were <clears throat> they did a lot of cover, uh, cover songs and they played loads of pubs and clubs over in Canuck. And so through that, I think, um, and that was uh, there was a girl called Scarlett Ward who played bass for them. I knew Scarlett time as well. Ward as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she played bass for that band. Um, ah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's... So they, these are people that me and Chris obviously know, which it all comes full circle yeah. uh, through a conversation. But yeah, so that's how I know Brad, I think. That's probably how... You know what, Brad... I was also in a band with Brad as well before. We tried, we tried to start a band. We went to a few re- uh, rehearsal studios. Um, uh, nothing really ever came of it, but we enjoyed doing it. Uh, I mean, there's loads. There's loads of little things that I've done that's just you can't mention everything. There's, there's another guy called Kev Bradley that I I I did a lot of stuff with um, musically when we was at school. We did like a little duet thing. So like me and me and Kev actually did a um, we did a competition in a holiday park. And obviously, me, me, you, and you, Chris, we've done a lot of holiday parks. We'll we get into that probably. Do, we need to do a whole episode on. I think the next episode that we do needs to be what we've done since knowing each other. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I just the really think way. there's so much I could say about that. Like the whole. Oh yeah. There's there's that whole the cover band side of the music industry is a different world. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and there's so many funny stories. Um, I actually am really looking forward to talking about some some of those things because they held some of the best and worst moments. Yeah, same. Not of my life, but you know, they were they were up there. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so me and a friend called Kev Bradley played a uh, a competition. We was we was it was in a competition and, and a holiday park, and we came second in like I think there was like a thousand people who had entered, and we came second. You know the person who came first, the judge slapped this girl. This girl came first, right? This judge slapped her on the ass. Oh my <laughs> and god! And she kicked off, and then she won. <laughs> So yeah, so there's loads of stories that we're just gonna have to come back to yeah. as we're talking. You've just you know, reminded me of a so whole many. thing that my old band whole did th- that I never even talked about as well, like a massive nationwide con. Oh, but it was called UK Live and Unsigned, and yeah. it was a massive scam. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to talk about that as well because I didn't even talk about that last time. Yeah. Okay. You should. Uh, you know what, Chris? You should leave notes on your laptop and make notes of things like this. Now you've remembered because you won't remember. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> or just write it on something. On, I'll do it on my paper. phone. I'll do it on my phone. So yeah, um, I've always known Brad, and Brad just said, "Do you want to be in a band?" And I was already in a band with Snake at the time. I was in a band called The Always, and uh, I said, "No, I don't really want to." do that because i'm in a band you know i sing why would i want to play bass and then he showed me the college that um chris lives in uh, at the moment which i lived in for three years it's like a, an abandoned college and nobody lives in there and it's like a guardianship scheme 
And so we look after the building. I mean, I don't live there anymore, but there was a there was an empty room. He showed it me. I got really excited. I joined the band, and that's brought me to this present. Well, there was present an empty day. room. I got excited. <laughs> I joined the band. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty much sums up this joining this band. Although you know, these guys had the first song recorded, which is a song called Recovery. And uh, I thought that was a pretty good song. So that also had a lot to do with it as well. And then I joined as a bass player. That was the original. Yeah. That was, that was, that's how we started. That's how I, I met Chris. Chris, do you remember the moment I met you for the first time? Was yeah. it in the living room? It was in, in the, the living in the room, con- yeah. <clears throat> and we sat down. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, bloody hell, his voice is even more brummy than Brad's. Really? Because uh, I didn't... No. Now, I, right, I tell you what, now, after living in the Midlands of the UK for f- f- whatever it is now, five years, I can distinguish a bit more. But I still can't... I'm not very good at it, but I can hear when yeah. someone's from Birmingham itself. I can hear when someone's, like, just above, like, Cannock area yeah. does there's sound a, different there's a very different accent yeah there is a, a very different accent whereas yeah. when i first met you it was after i just moved here and i was just like everyone sounds the same it's impossible yeah. and i and in my mind you sounded more brummy at the time than brad did yeah but i actually totally disagree with that now i think brad's accent's way stronger than yours yeah. I don't know if you've no. changed or if my opinion of it's changed or I don't know. I've Maybe. Got... It's because Amy, uh, Amy's quite well-spoken and I, I I live with her now. So I don't know whether that's got anything to do with the last two years of my life. Mm. Um, <sighs> I guess. Val is another person we need to talk about in streams, in, in podcasts. because yeah, Val was our old photographer. And, and tour manager and she moved in with us from Paris in France and... Her accent has completely changed. Like yeah. you can obviously you can still tell she's French, but also you kind of can't. She just sounds like a Birmingham with a twang of weirdness. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's strange when um, two accents intertwine. Yeah, isn't it? Can you do can you do two accents at the same time? Uh, give me give How me give me, to, give me two accents. Uh, I want you to do Welsh because I know you can do Welsh quite well. Cause... All right, boyo, how's it going? Like, where are you, yeah, man? There you go. That's not. What oh, other I just swapped, you... swapped into Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> what other accent can you do relatively well? You can do Australian quite well, can't you? Good eye, mate. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Well, very stereotypical. <laughs> um, would you say that those are two accents that you can do quite well? Uh, oh, God. I'm trying to think of how the hell you do them together. Don't think Go about down it. Down the just... valleys, I throw another shrimp on the barbie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, how impossible is it? So, Ooh, so hard. You know, it takes time to do what Val's done, and that's the clip and, and... there for the for the. You know, when you start the stream with the <laughs> with the the little clip. Oh, and what's no. the what's what's you know, what, what did we say the name of this podcast was going to be? Uh, John Keeling. Who, who is John Keeling? Who is... Oh, so what happened John. to John Keeling after that, by the way? Do you know? What's he doing now? I, uh, he moved... He also moved to China. Oh, And then what? he moved to... I believe he moved so to he's, Greece. So he's another person who moved to China? Yeah, yeah. I think... No and then way. he moved to... I think he... Oh, so sorry, John, if, if you're listening. Uh, I think he moved to China uh, and... 
and started teaching and then moved to I think he moved to Greece and then I, now I think he's living back in, in China I'm I'm not 100% sure where John is really and it was easier to find out uh, to to remember what Matt Fletcher did because he, he moved to China and as far as I'm now he just stayed there yeah. um, I, I'm sure there's a lot that I don't know um, where he I mean I don't really I talk to them every now and then um, not as much as I'd like to uh, I do still talk to Mitch now, uh, Mitchell, the, the, the old drummer. Uh, so we are still, you know, you know when you make, you, you know when you're in a band and you've got all these memories. It's kind of hard. It doesn't, no matter what you've gone through, you can't, you can't lay that friendship to rest. rest no, entirely, you've got so many you? memories right. together. I think, like, for example, me and the guys in my favorite runner-up. It's like. Yes, we don't talk very often, if I'm honest, because I live very far away from them and we've all got our own lives that we get on with. But when we do talk, it's so effortless and easy. I could hang out with them for days and talk yeah. about everything we've done. You know, then we had an idea recently to just, they would come up and we just write two more songs and release the best of <laughs> because our, our yeah. album, as my favorite runner ups, come off Spotify and stuff now. Um, because you've got to pay every year to oh, keep these things online. Thing. I'm going to check to see if mine and uh, Snake's old band is still on. Yeah, and, on and it spot, came off but... and um, we voted that uh, rather than keep an album, two EPs and the singles online and it costs more, we just put the best ones together and then maybe write two more songs together for the just for, the, just for a laugh and put them out. But we talked about that a few months ago and nothing ever happened. But I, I think it's still, I think it will happen. I think it just didn't happen because of lockdown and stuff. So a snake. Uh, so sorry, I was talking about snake. <laughs> <laughs> so snake's here with me. <laughs> um, so mine and snake's band is what I was gonna say. The, the always are still on Spotify. So are you telling me somebody's still paying for that to be there? So it depends what distribution service you used. Oh, I couldn't tell you. So some of them you pay a lot more at the start, but there's no month. There's no annual fee. And I didn't know that at the time. We used a thing called TuneCore for our stuff where you have to pay every year to keep it up. I don't remember who did it or what, how we did it. I just... <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, I, couldn't, I, I, couldn't know, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I wish I would have known it at the time. There's services now that you pay once and that's it. But they do take a for bigger For musicians cut. out there, do you, know, do you remember the names? Yeah. So TuneCore, like I just said, it is still decent. You have got to pay every year to keep your stuff up there. It, it distributes you to everything. Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube Music, Amazon MP3, Zune, um, whatever the other random bloody things are that people actually... Napster, LimeWire, I don't know. You know, everything. You can just... Deezer. Just, yeah, Deezer, yeah. Xbox Music, Xbox, PlayStation Music. Yeah, all that stuff. Instagram yeah. Music, which allows it you to be in stories and stuff. Um yeah, and then so 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 TuneCore do it. There's a one that uh, called um, James Harris used a random one for Disconnected and Alive, and I can't remember what it's called. James Harris was our old bass player. Yes, so he yeah. he's he's the one who handled that for us. But what I'm using now is something called DistroKid, which I really really think is the best one uh, because. It, not only has it this, um, they're not paying this week's podcast is sponsored by Distro it's not <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, they it, you pay once unless you want to have some extra stuff. You only pay once and then it stays on for a very long time. I think you do have to pay something extra every now and then, but it's way less than TuneCore. And they come up with, a, I don't know if you noticed, Sean, when we were releasing um, Criminal and Fever, there was like a pre-save page. Remember we yeah. shared the link? That pre-save page was created by DistroKid. TuneCore don't do that either. So there's, there's I reckon, honestly, if you're a musician uh, or singer-songwriter or, you know, and you want to, you wonder how to get your music onto Spotify and iTunes, uh, you need a good quality recording that's a WAV file. You can't just have an MP3. It needs to be a 24-bit uh, WAV at 44 kilohertz or 48 kilohertz. Sorry, 44.1 or 48. It doesn't. They don't accept anything else. And then, yeah, you just go to distrokid.com and, you know, sign up, put your details in and tell them what sites you want your songs to be on and boom. There you go. Yeah, and if there's if there's any way that uh, we can help you, uh, and you want to message us because you're not quite sure, you've tried it and you can't you can't figure yeah. it out. Just just message one of us. Chris is probably the best person to message, uh, but obviously if you message me, I'll tell you what I know um, as well. So yeah, so Chris, should we wrap it up now? Yeah, um... because if we wrap it up now. It, the the two the very our first two podcasts will be about, the same, be length, yeah. about the same length yeah no, so no. for anyone who's listening obviously if you haven't listened to the first one go back and listen to that that's basically my story of where how I ended up meeting Sean and, and this is where our stories collide from now on and also we stream on Twitch every Wednesday at nine pm UK time. Uh, and if you want to join us in our Discord, just head over to our Twitch channel and uh, type in exclamation mark Discord and you'll get the link. Uh, we don't even have to be online for you to type that in, actually. I didn't know that until the other day, but you can just type oh, it in. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so you can literally do it now. Yeah, and then it gives you a link. Click on it and there you go. You're welcome to our Discord server. We've got probably at the moment about 40, 45 people in there, all chatting music, chatting their life stories. Uh, everyone's having a good time in there. Um, and also if you subscribe to our Twitch you'll get these podcasts early when we start to do that obviously we want to get a few out of the way first but yeah um, and we're going to start recording some little snippets some little stories uh, individually that will just be exclusively available to subscribers as well so see you there if you fancy joining us okay yeah well said alright so thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again on the next one obviously it's not going to be next week it's going to be the week after in fact you know what I'm going to find out the date so the first if the first podcast came out on the did I say the 25th Chris yes of November okay 25th of November let me try to find I can never find my calendar on here what's this sort your life out mate hang on bear with me so the 25th so it's not the 2nd it will be the 9th of December I'm going to write the 9th of December on here because I know Ah, so if this is coming out on the 9th of December, right, we will have just, five days ago, we've released a nice teaser for a brand new song. I can even say the name, it's called Down, because you've already seen the teaser. Okay, great stuff. uh, So if you've never heard the band before, we're a band called Led by Lanterns, and we've just released a new song. Actually, it's mine and Chris's favourite song. The song won't be released yet, the teaser will be released the teaser will be released okay For a song and then when will the song be, be released song, when, song's when out that? on the 18th of December on the 18th of course yeah okay yeah 
Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in two weeks time unless you absolutely love it and we'll do one weekly but that won't, that's not going to happen is it? Nope. Not after two episodes. Nope. Okay. Thanks guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.